0: Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so we ready to do this. Three, two, one, go. What's up, everybody? Hold bread. Hold it in your
1: hand and your mouth. Joel! What is up, breadheads? Get around. It is time. Check your watch. It is time to join the... Gluten Gang, welcome to Hold My Bread, the $3,988.66 podcast. Hey. Let's carball brothers and sisters. Very good day. Yeah, we're having an, another great week here. While the market begins to tank as we sort of backslide, as we sort of anticipated, we're still holding good here, thanks to a couple of picks, DraftKings, still going strong, $54.00 a. Show. We got Amazing. thirty-one of those puppies, and you know another one. My big love, the one you know. We talked a few weeks back about mm-hmm. me traveling from Sedona, Arizona, to Phoenix, Arizona, to talk stocks with Gabby's grandfather on his deathbed. Right. And his my, last words were, "By the de- <laughs> No, our last words." Our last conversation, he, he, we talked about the Dow Jones, I was a little bit skeptical, but then I recommended Herman Miller. And you know what? I think we're seeing a little watching over of the market on, the, on behalf of Matt Carney, Herman Miller, with the margins of high-end furniture, destroying things. Not They're so good that as a graduate student, I'm doing my homework on the Herman Miller stock. It's been great. great.
0: That's crazy. How did you find out about Herman Miller in the first place?
1: Well, on my background, I, I'm a production designer and specifically I worked in, you know, furniture for a long time. Mm-hmm, I was at that mm-hmm. awful company, West Elm, which mm-hmm. is just sells Wayfair things to idiots in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, So we would always go out to Grand Rapids, Michigan, furniture capital of, of the country, actually. And that's because of Herman Miller. Like Herman Miller, like they've got the Ames chair, the Aaron chair, the Noguchi table. Every high end piece of furniture with an amazing margin that's ripped off by every furniture company in the world is a Herman Miller product.
0: Wait. So, is this the same company you were telling me about that uh, they like refurbish stuff? Is this or is this a different company? No,
1: no. That's a that's a wild ass company in Detroit called I think Woodward uh, Refurbished. Okay. Woodward Classics. either way, a lot of
0: good furniture coming out of Michigan.
1: Well, we've got wood, we've got tools, and we've got time on our hands, so that, that's how it goes.
0: Well, we've had to rebuild the city a few times, so you can definitely rebuild a table.
1: Yeah, and you know what? That other company, I think it is Woodward. I'm going to plug the company just because they're so cool and everyone should go.
0: Is that... Because that's where you've got you got... You've bought stuff from them, haven't you? Yeah. Cool Kill stuff. some time while I, while I yeah. recommend... Well, so that's, um, that's amazing, though, because that has been, so far, the Herman... Uh, what was it, Herman Miller?
1: Herman Miller. Herman Miller
0: seems like it's been one of our biggest gainers over the last couple weeks. It's been nice. Okay, kind of- so
1: the furniture company I, I like. They're not publicly traded. Woodward Throwbacks, they're a furniture company that only makes their materials out of just things they find in abandoned buildings. That's <laughs> that, great. That's the most... Det- and look at their stuff. They're gorgeous. Look at this stained glass door. Look yeah. at this salvage pocket door. Turn those into a, a sawhorse table. You're ready for barbecue season.
0: <laughs> that's pretty cool. I like that. Uh, it's also a cool thing too because it's like Detroit, and and the, and there's so many old buildings and stuff. The idea, you know, you have that old that table in your living room that's like an old train car, a
1: factory car. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool. It's it's heavy. If you have a coffee table, you want it to weigh 120 pounds and take up the whole room. Really, a <laughs> lot of utility there. Quickest purchase I've ever made. And as we kick off this show. I think we are all about to lose a money, a lot of money, but don't feel bad. You know who lost money trading stocks? Sir Isaac Newton. I saw that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. he's one of us. Yeah, so back in the spring of 1720, Sir Isaac Newton owned shares in the South Sea Company, hottest stock in England, and it created a bubble in Europe similar to like the tulip bubble in Holland. Right. And Newton, he jumped back in at a much higher price, and then he learned a lot about gravity there. It's not a falling apple, it's a falling market, and that's what he was talking about. He wasn't talking about no apple, he was talking about losing the equivalent of $3 million in 1720. <laughs> And
0: he didn't kill himself. So you shouldn't either. If you're nobody, should ever you should never kill yourself over a loss of money. If he can lose that much, three million back then, that's equivalent to three million back then. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, kill the person you owe the money. That's two birds with one stone. Exactly. That's why that thing exists. Exactly. You eliminate both the problems. Man, I hate investing with woke friends, you know? Yeah. Because there are certain IPOs that are about to hit the market. We've talked about them here. I'm talking about Palantir, of course. Do you remember what Palantir is? I
0: don't really remember what it is, but just based off the name, I do remember thinking it sounds evil.
1: Palantir is basically, it's the dark ops arm of the CIA. They're moving their headquarters from San Francisco to Denver, and they're having the, probably the biggest IPO of all time is going to hit the market tomorrow.
0: Well, that's after we just had, the, what was it, Snowflake just hit, and that was the biggest IPO of the year. Um,
1: and that didn't go great, Correct.
0: Uh, it, it shot up a ton early market. It shot up a ton. In fact, let me see because I had a friend of mine that was gonna buy it, and it it went up like a ton of money in a very short amount of time. It was a situation where it's like uh, he was like I could have made uh, yeah 125%. Uh, uh, it went up 125% pre market. So a lot of us never even stood a chance. Yeah.
1: So the once it hit the market, it went from like two fifty five open. Now it's at two thirty a share. But actually, if you look at like what's going on with Palantir, their underwriters are in hot water for not valuing it high enough. As an illustration, relative to its IPO, like Snowflake, that their IPO was one hundred and twenty. They started trading at two forty five and with palantir it seems like they've left a lot of money on the table with this so i'm going to try and get in tomorrow morning and people are upset with me about it
0: yeah i mean it's like it co- it's like one of the themes of this podcast actually where it's like we are making you know money money is inherently evil right it is it just is am i wrong i don't know but the fact that uh, People are going to be making money off of this company and this evil company. It's like, why don't you get a slice? Of your
1: get a slice of the pie. Yeah, and this is a company where it's similar to AliPay, which is the context in which I brought it up. Like, there's no reason for this company to go public. Right. They've got massive government contracts. Right. And they're only going public so the people attached to this company are going to make bank off it.
0: Right. It's like uh, exactly like you said, it's like in like a Chinese company. It's like you're we're investing in the government and it, the government's not going to let it fail.
1: Yeah, so this this is opposed to an IPO. This is actually a DPO, which is a direct public offering. So we got burned with Beyond Burger. We, you some people got burned with Snowflake mm-hmm. where the pre-market purchases drove the price up. That won't be the case with Palantir. And, you know, there are even the flaws against it make me think it's like a good company. Yeah. They haven't made a profit, and they only have three clients. That's the perfect company for
0: 2020.
1: Yeah, the U- the clients are the U.S. government, the U.S. military, <laughs> and Homeland <laughs> and ICE. You know, so I think they're gonna do okay. Oh,
0: is that real? Is it really ICE? Oh yeah, they oh, are doing man. all sorts
1: of business with ICE. Uh, on oh, Monday, Palo Alto, no. where they're currently headquartered, they had a good riddance celebration as they moved. The next day, on Tuesday, they had an unwelcome protest in Denver at the new headquarters. And on Wednesday, tomorrow, there will be a digital day of action spreading awareness of Palantir's deportation contracts and a street theater performance in New York City outside Palantir's office there. They have, an, I didn't, they have offices here, huh? Yeah, we got to see that play. Huh. We should interrupt the play and talk about valuations. Yeah. <laughs> we represent the interest of, like, no, we repre- I am the wizard of the free market. <laughs> Put down your unemployment money on the Palantir DPO. Yeah.
0: Uh, wow, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I can take part in this.
1: Uh, a lot of people don't, and you know, I am a proponent of voting with your dollars. And maybe this was recommended to me by someone who's a little bit. You know, sketchy in terms of his day job, but you know, if the government is going to have a be detaining and deporting immigrants, Palantir is going to be a part of it. So maybe we go in, we buy enough shares, we get them, we get on their board of directors, Mm -hmm. and then. We kind of we, we push them towards the left from the inside. <laughs> I
0: like that. Yeah, it'll only take us uh, a couple of years to do it. And by the time we do it, uh, <laughs> we'll be screwed. But I believe we can do it. Also, Wayfair bringing up Wayfair it ties it all back in together. I do remember a couple months ago or years, whatever. I don't even know how long it's been. Yeah, um, it was a couple months, which feels like five years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayfair. There was like that whole thing about Wayfair is they're using Wayfair furniture to furnish like. Uh, those deter- those camps that they're putting people in and stuff.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Wayfair may be selling kids in furniture. Who knows? Right. Meanwhile, is Palantir worse? They're using their technology to re-legitimize releg- racist policing practices. They're deporting kids. And, yeah, this is the worst company in the world. But the worst company in the world, they're probably going to be profitable.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course. Uh, why they're not gonna you know the world we live in now evil doesn't stop being evil doesn't stop you from making money anymore no i don't know if it ever did it
1: very much helps you you can either be evil or you can be a slime ball like we've seen with nicola which we will get into at some point here but yeah if you want to throw your conscience to the wind if you want to just close your eyes make a profit Maybe buy in on Palantir. And if you sit this out, you can just say it's for political reasons. So honestly, it's a win-win for you guys.
0: Yeah. Even if you don't make any money, you can at least make some moral, uh, what's the word?
1: Moral currency, perhaps? Yeah. Moral currency you don't have to... (laughs) Pay taxes on. Yeah. And you don't have to invest in a company that is giving police forces predictive analytics.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like investing in uh, the like facial recognition technology and uh, the, you know the government's going to use on its own people sort of thing.
1: Yeah, data-driven system to track and respond to crime in real time. Yeah. And honestly, you know this company's going to make money just by how angry Vice is about its IPO offering. Like, if Vice is against it, the company's going to make some bucks. I thought Vice wasn't doing very well. Vice isn't doing well, but what outlet is doing well? I guess Slate's been great over the pandemic. I like Marker by Medium. The Wall Street Journal's been fucking overcharging me $36 a month. Man, the Wall Street Journal is, I think it's my rival at this point. For real, what an abusive relationship. It takes you
0: forever to get a subscription, and then you finally get it, and they're like, you can have it, but you're going to pay out the ass for it.
1: Yeah, and, like, they didn't tell me. There, I called them, they're like, you have two subscriptions. Like, I canceled this other subscription. We've had five phone calls already, and they canceled it again. I'm sure I have another phone call to the Wall Street Journal in my future.
0: They're like, you canceled one, uh, so we're going to go ahead and sign you up for two more. So now you have three. You have one for your bathroom, one for your bedroom, and one for your kitchen.
1: There's a company called... Um There's been a few funny startups. There's that company that is hiring gig workers to evict people. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think we should actually go to work for them. And is there a better civic duty than going to be a gig worker for eviction and then just fucking around the entire time?
0: I just want to go and hang out with people and play Xbox in their rooms, you know, and just sit on their couch and be like, I'm supposed to evict you, but we can just play Xbox.
1: Yeah, no, this new company, Civil, says evicting people is the fastest-growing money-making gig due to COVID-19.
0: Holy crap, that's wild.
1: Yeah, and they want to get people to be hired as part of an eviction crew. And, you know, this is a—I think we, we should go to work. They're just going for work on Craigslist throughout the entire country. So, yeah, let's get these jobs. I know you're in the market for a new gig. How much does it pay? It's got to pay a lot. That uh, for sure. This is blood money. Hazard pay also. They've figured out <laughs> that the um, exact amount to make you do it. Like, it'll be just enough. So, you know, maybe you have to... They, they are doing a little shady. Like, the Civil app, they're just trying to get people to subvert this federal ban on evictions. Landlords are still pressing on, and... The free market is correcting their problem in a really gross way.
0: So when did this company come around, though? Is this new within the last couple of months?
1: Yeah, this is new like in the last couple of weeks.
0: Wow. So even even through the hard times, people are still innovating on ways to... We're really covering a lot of evil companies today.
1: We're covering a lot of evil companies today, and hey, that's how we celebrate Battery Day.
0: Yeah, it is Battery Day. It's supposed to be a day of celebration, and instead we're like... Shining lights on the dark side of technology in the future. And um,
1: I don't know if it's a good time yeah, yeah. to bring this up, but yeah, probably. We fucked up the time. Battery days the broadcast isn't at 130, it's at 430.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh,
1: it's probably like one thirty central or one thirty west coast time or 4:30 something. Four thirty PM Eastern Standard Time. Aww. <laughs> uh... <laughs> We looked this up. We're having trouble with the time. I feel like Prince when Morris Day was opening for him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Damn, that sucks. I was like literally on Twitter looking for it. And it was like pre. Uh, it was like pre Battery Day uh, thread. And I'm like, all right, well it should be going on right now. Where is it? Uh oh, well, yeah, and
1: and we've seen you know, I think Musk gave the bad news yesterday, dialing down expectations. The good news will come today, so expect your shares to be worth more than they were right now.
0: Yeah, that's actually, uh, I think that's, I mean, that was very smart that he did that tweeting that out. Um, because it's you know, people get carried away and people are still gonna get carried away because you tweet something out and you post about things and people are gonna see it and. I get very, very uh, just lost the moment, but you have to be realistic and understand that this stuff takes
1: time. Yeah, What would you do this deal? Like, there's a lot of, so a lot of people, they work in, if they work in tech, they usually work in Silicon Valley uh-huh. or Silicon Alley, which is New York City, or maybe Seattle. So a company, Stripe, uh, a Bay Area payments processing company, mm-hmm. they're saying, if you move out of the city and take a 10% pay cut, to a different city other than those three, mm-hmm. they'll pay you $20,000. How long do you have to live there? Um, forever. Forever? Maybe but- not forever, but if, you, if you're if you working from remotely and you're paying these San Francisco prices, maybe you do take the $20,000. Yeah, I would do that for sure. You should see if Rock Center will give you that deal. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, do you guys want me to give tours somewhere else of here?
1: Well, my hotel, they're ripping off you guys. You work at Top of the Rock. I live at the Box House Hotel in beautiful Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Uh-huh. And there's a rooftop bar called Top of the Box. Okay. So you could be the, the Joel Walkowski tour guide. You'll show, come bring people to my room, hold <laughs> my bread fans, can see the motorcycle. My fiance inexplicably brings in the apartment.
0: Yeah, why did... I, is it she still bringing it inside?
1: Yeah, she exclusively brings it inside and... This story is breaking down exactly as I expected. She's all excited about the moped in August, but I know she's a California girl. Uh. So now she's very cold. Yeah. I told her, "You know what? Let's just bring your autumn clothes with us to the hotel. Our storage unit's on the other side of Brooklyn." And right. last night all I heard was Joel, "Will you get the the clothes for me?" Joel, uh. will you get the clothes like no. In this instance, we had this conversation. I will go to the end of the earth for you, but I will not go to Sunset Park because I tried to stop you from going to Sunset Park already.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would love to. I'll give a, a tour, an art and architecture tour of the Box Hotel, you know, if they want to pay me. Uh, it's the Box House. Oh, That's sorry. the first thing you need to learn. Sorry, not the Box Hotel, the Box House Hotel. The Box Hotel is something completely different.
1: Don't give a tour there. They don't have a top of the box here. No, they
0: don't um i would for sure move to austin why not move to austin everyone's moving to austin i'll move there you pay me twenty thousand dollars for sure
1: yeah austin's one of the few cities i would live move into detroit you would have a great time in detroit so if you denver hey you could go where you could go to that palantir protest so if yeah. it works out really well for you yeah
0: exactly yeah i think that would be cool um yeah but the elon musk tweet i was trying to find it uh, 2022. He's gonna. They're gonna announce a bunch of stuff today, and he tempered, uh, tempered uh, expectations by saying like, why we are announcing things. It is gonna take a, a bit of a run up to get to it, which is very reasonable because. Tesla takes big, like me, Tesla takes big swings. We don't, uh, we like to take the big
1: swings. That's why Matt's no good at the batting cages. That's
0: right. But when I do connect one out of every 30, it's huge.
1: Yeah, nothing is more humbling than going to the batting cages.
0: Yeah, that was uh, an experience. We did that for my birthday?
1: I think it was just like a random day we went up there. Maybe it was your birthday, but I think we just were dicking around and we had a nice time. Yeah,
0: that was fun. And it's close by. Uh, I almost got smoked in the head.
1: Do you remember that? By me, right? Yeah. Yeah, I almost killed you. We almost gave you the Tony Canigliaro (laughs) treatment.
0: (laughs) Dude, it almost hit me. Not only in the head, in the temple. It, like, moved my hair. That's how close it was.
1: I wish we could have got that on footage. Yeah, uh, and and thankfully I missed. And the only person in comedy to give people closed head injuries is Gavin (laughs) Mass. Yeah. yeah, man, uh, I was so close. I was almost out. I was almost free, this world. Um, hey, maybe. hopefully it'll happen for you. Maybe we can contract COVID. We'll lose our sense of smells. And people would argue we already lost our sense of taste. Yeah. How are we? <laughs>
0: hey, oh. Uh, yeah, so battery day. We did miss out on battery day a little bit. Not miss out, but I'll, uh, we'll have to just cover it next week.
1: Yeah, maybe we can do it 20. 20- if anything interesting happens, I'll be. A- I'll be at home all day, so we can jump on the mic for 20 minutes if you want to.
0: I like that. That's a good idea. OK, cool um well well should we jump into the uh, nicholas stuff there's a lot going on it's funny i feel like we weren't we're not uh last week we just kind of we talked a lot about it and then within a couple weeks there's just constant news stories about the company and and the guy and uh what's his name milton
1: trevor milton trevor milton which is a great name for a scam artist like yeah, so unsuspecting and like Probably the most perfect part about this entire Nicholas story is that they're based in Phoenix, Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) What a perfect place for a scam truck company to out in the desert where we hide.
0: Uh, where they there's a lot of hills to roll your vehicles down in the desert, right? Am I wrong?
1: I don't know. Is Arizona pretty flat? Arizona is not flat at all. They've got the Grand Canyon. They've got Monument there you Valley. Exactly. They've got more mountains than anywhere. So yeah, it's the place to like roll in. And I hadn't seen Trevor Milton before this Wall Street Journal article. And I, I hope they're already writing this Seth Rogan vehicle. Oh, that's absolutely a great it's idea. It's the only vehicle with Nikola involvement that you won't have to push down a hill in order for it to go. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, don't worry. James Franco will be the engine to keep that running.
1: Hey, I loved The Deuce. It's a shame James Franco got canceled. The Deuce was an awesome show. And Kurt, you got it. my HBO password. I gotta watch it. It's intense, it's dark, it's fucking great. And as a production design ner- nerd, best production design I've seen in quite some time. I'll have to check it out, because it's what, 1970s New York, right? It's in like... 70s and 80s. It's like Times Square New York and all the sex workers, then it's yeah. the 80s with the rise of porn, <laughs> then it's them living in the porn reality. And it's Martin Scorsese, isn't it? Um, no. It's It's David Simon. He's Uh, the creator of The Wire. So, Uh, it's him. And then you know we just just so many amazing performances in that show. The last, and I know there is this hack where you gotta get through the eight seasons to, and then the last season's good. Right. The last scene of that show is incredible.
0: Huh. Uh, why did it get
1: canceled? Is it because of James Franco's... Uh... No, it didn't get canceled. It just wasn't a hit. It was expensive to make and it ran its course. They got three seasons which is what they were going for, I think.
0: Okay, well that's good then. Uh, I'll have to check that out. I and do.
1: So we went over the Hindenburg report, right? Yep. And we went over all the horrible things. These. And it should be noted that Hindenburg, they not only write these reports, they're shorting the stocks and they're justifying like how they're spending their money. Right. It's kind of like a big-ass Discord on steroids, and since this report came out last week, the stock is only down 19%.
0: Right. It uh, doesn't, it didn't, I mean, you would expect this to completely tank, and I think this is going to be a long process sort of thing, where it's like every little story, death, I think I said this last time, death of a thousand cuts sort of thing, where it's going to be like, these news stories are just going to keep coming out and coming out and coming out, and it's going to eventually tank it.
1: And how embarrassing is it to be General Motors? You're this American company. Everyone's clowning on you for not being forward-thinking. And you get in bed with a scam artist? Yeah. Not a good look for GM. And it's like, we're we're working with the American auto executive who helped the auto industry get out of the 2008 crisis. No, they didn't get out of the crisis. The government bailed them out. And they didn't receive any market share.
0: Right. That's exactly it. I like that they were like, we got out of it. It's like, we got out of it by
1: asking for help. Yeah, and the the GM CEO, Mary Barra, to promote the collaboration, she said, Nikola is one of the most innovative companies in the world. For instance, they sell electronic car batteries and self-driving trucks without making anything. That's incredibly innovative.
0: Yeah, who else has done that before? Anybody we can think of?
1: Um, Yeah, everyone you can think of. Because, like, I think it was Thomas edison who said that you know these new whenever there's a new technology there people are just going to swindle consumers and you're seeing this here and like i've talked about the tesla bubble Uh many times i've pissed you off many times (laughs) but we are seeing the bubble activity here
0: right uh it and it's more i feel like it's more hollow than it was way more hollow than it was
1: with tesla yeah, and I think, well, I mean, I think they knew it was a scam because it, it, Trevor Milton was involuntarily removed from his position as executive chairman. And if that happens, the company has to pay him $20 million over two years. And I think he knew this was going to happen because a regulatory finding from yesterday shows that if he foregoes the payment and some performance based stock options, he will receive. Six hundred thousand units of Nikola share in late August. That could be worth almost a million dollars by then. I mean, almost. Yeah, that could be. But that's like when uh,
0: WeWork collapsed, and right before it collapsed, they sent the CEO out with a huge paycheck and a bunch of shit and a bunch of stock options and a bunch of other shit, and then he was sent out, set up for life, and then a couple weeks later, they were like, "We are fucked."
1: And it gets worse for Milton. Yeah. He was well, that's a, good to know he was accused of sexual assault Ugh. by his first cousin oh. on Twitter that he inappropriately touched her when she was fifteen. Oh, visiting Utah for their grandfather's funeral. Oh God. That is a that is the the bingo of sexual assault allegations like even brian callen's like man this guy's a real jerk
0: (laughs) in in utah of all places my
1: god yeah well luckily he didn't break any local ordinances (laughs) (laughs) uh
0: man i did not know about that yeah he is we got a bad guy in our hands yeah
1: and so you tell me there's not a bubble and so a couple months ago they gained they they were listed they went on the radar of market on the on the investors, and the move made Trevor Milton a billionaire. It highlighted EV stocks as people are looking for the next Tesla or whatever. And within a week of trading, Nikola was worth thirty billion dollars more than Ford Motor Company.
0: Jeez, well, that's not. I mean, Ford. We've known about Ford, and they're they're not trying to necessarily make like electric cars. They're focusing more on like charging stations, right?
1: Yeah, they're building charging stations. They're going to do commercial. People need their work trucks. People buy Mustangs. So there right. are things that Ford, you know, regardless of how the company does, there's things that they have sold and will continue to sell, at least in some capacity. Right. Um, and and the, the next line is, I loved this article from the Wall Street Journal, my old rival. Nicola was worth $30 billion, briefly surpassing Ford Motor Company. Nicola has yet to produce a vehicle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know what? All this Nicola talk is uh, making... So we use... We get... We, I feel like we do research on the podcast, but we do also use Reddit. Um, and there is a Reddit for everything, obviously. And there's a Nicola Reddit. And their Reddit is melting down uh, the last couple of days uh, with all this news. Trevor Milton leaving all these lawsuits um the uh all this the the arguing the, the everything is it's the reddit is just melting down you have to check it out um they're banning people left and right uh they're b- banning subjects left and right uh like lot, not allowing people to bring things up in the in the reddit because of uh all this so i think um i'm gonna jump into the subreddit later and just starting to stir the pot see if i can get myself banned off that reddit yeah no, okay the
1: exact quote from thomas edison 1883 we're doing a little bit of history here Th- thomas edison called specifically the battery business a preserve of stock swindlers and we're kind of seeing that as people try and like they bring these big claims they bring these frauds and it's all tied to like this intangible belief. Tesla's a great company, but the bubble isn't created by Tesla. Right. The bubble's created by this consumer excitement that drives these unrealistic price points. Right, and it's very
0: much, I think, people not understanding what it is. Like I think that there's people hear batteries and they hear all this stuff they don't understand what it means and what it looks like it's easy to, to mislead people with that kind of stuff yeah, cuz ba- it's such a
1: it's a, such a science fiction thing and it, it is simple like a battery is actually not as complicated as you think it's just what you throw at the right fielder for the mets <laughs> <laughs> Wow, no one does that anymore, right? Yeah, there's no there's fans. no fans. there's no exactly. fans in the stands. Yeah, yeah, they, to have them there. I talked. About, I had the same joke on the walk-on yesterday, but I think it's funny. It's funny. I'm gonna go to Chinatown. I'm gonna get those cats from the windows that wave and train them to throw batteries at players. That's funny. I want my cardboard cutout to be throwing
0: a battery just in my face with a battery.
1: Yes. Yeah, so there is a another battery competitor <laughs> that is staked by friend of the world, person who's given my sister a lot of peace of mind. Bill Gates. Old Bill. And. Wild Bill Gates. Wild Bill Gates. Take that vaccine. So there is a new company called QuantumScape. QuantumScape. An ultra secretive $4.3 billion battery startup that partners with Volkswagen. And they're going public in the fourth quarter. And they, they're they kind of, it seems like they may have won this battery race.
0: I mean, seems like, in quotes, they haven't announced anything. They haven't shown anything. They're just making wild claims, which just goes into more of what we just talked about, how the battery business is a lot of, like, fake it till you make it.
1: Yeah, but if everyone else is faking it till you make it, like... Even with Nikola, you buy these stocks when they IPO, and you you ride them, you sell them quickly. We're we are we are in on Neo in our personal portfolio, and that's actually done pretty well for us. Yeah, Neo's doing great. It, I think we're up like forty five percent on it, and it's gonna be an SPAC, which is just like in, it's. We talked about a DPO, like an S is just the quickest way for a company to go public.
0: I um. I just am skeptical because I also feel like it's fair because people are so skeptical about Tesla, about how Tesla hasn't made a vehicle, Tesla hasn't done this, Tesla hasn't done that. And then another company comes out and they're like, this is what we have. And everyone's immediately buying into it um, because it's Bill Gates, which I'm not saying. I I have tons of faith in this, in their ability. And, you know, Bill Gates is like Warren Buffett and that when Warren Buffett talks, I don't, I, I believe what he has to say. The snowflake thing. He bought a bunch of stock. Berkshire Hathaway bought like millions of dollars of that stock before it even
1: launched and and it's, he probably got that around 120 dollars a share so yeah. even though it's down to consumers like you and me warren buffett is still at almost a hundred percent profit right which is another
0: thing that's just fucked because you know it goes back to what we've talked about on podcasts in the past and the fact that like in order to make a lot of money you have to have a lot of money and how do you even
1: get to buy pre market. I mean you just have to be big enough to be able to do that. Yeah, you have to be influential and it's just it's kind of a matter of how how complicated an IPO is. You need to physically like There are these price points, but you need to physically break down the company into shares, underwrite the shares, figure out the distribution to it, actually bring them to market. So it's a very complicated process, and you kind of want to draw people on board at different steps of it. And a lot of times in IPO, it's not like Palantir, Alipay. They're significant because these companies don't need money. More often than not, you go IPO because you need the money to grow your business. Right. Okay. Okay um yeah i don't know quantum
0: scape uh sounds like an, it sounds these are all like names of places from science fiction movies from Absolutely. like the 90s but you,
1: palantir and Quantumscape scape sound like they're enemies but you know how sometimes an athlete has a does great just based on the name like tyler hero is killing it in the nba playoffs right. of course he is his name is tyler hero right i think Quantumscape scape is gonna be a Effective company in the future. I can see that as we move into further and further into dystopia. Yeah, maybe a company called QuantumScape will be successful.
0: I could see. Uh, I can see uh, like re rewatching uh, Blade Runner and seeing a skyscraper in the distance covered in dust that says Quantum Scape on the side.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We can. We will put that in on the Ryan Gosling re edit. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, you know the only way. I mean Tesla, they have the brand winning, but the real competition in like electric vehicles is gonna be selling a thirty thousand dollar sedan that runs on that doesn't run on a that runs on a lithium battery right
0: well what what do you mean by that I mean
1: well I mean a lot of the the batteries right now they're like I think the the next level of technology uh-huh. is not at a consumer price point Tesla has a great battery but it costs too much to produce what? and I't And what the biggest competitors for them for Tesla right now are maybe QuantumScape, And then Toyota thinks they're going to have something to the market by 2025.
0: Well, see, that's crazy to me though, because I mean, Tesla is already ahead of them. They're going to have something announced today. And then if they're going to bring those out in 2022, they're not going to have anything but 2025. They need to, you're telling me that Toyota
1: is like, you know, six years ahead already. No, but I'm saying they've, If you're going to look at the past 50 years in the automotive manufacturing company, Mm -hmm. Toyota and Japanese automakers have consistently won. and it's true. And, you know, Tesla, they're a great product, but they've yet to master the art of producing something cheaply. Their margins aren't great at this point. So, you know, is Tesla going to be able to produce a $30,000 car at this point?
0: I yeah, that's a good point. I don't know, but they are opening up new factories everywhere. They got the new factory. They're moving uh something to where they're moving something to uh, to Austin. There's a new gigafactory in like China and Germany, and uh, so I feel like they're making all the moves to to set that up in the near future. Does your Tesla stock pay dividends?
1: No. Okay, so if if we are betting this, Toyota's stock right now is you know, roughly $137 a share, but they have an awesome dividend payment and their stock price is pretty much where it's been since 2010. So there's a lot of value there and if we want like, I didn't buy Tesla when it was $400 back in March. That was a mistake on my part, but there are cost effective ways to get in on this marketplace. And if you go big on Toyota, that dividend payment alone would make it worthwhile.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't really, I don't have in my personal portfolio, and I don't even, I'm not sure about the show portfolio, but in my personal portfolio, I don't think that I have any
1: stocks that pay dividends. And I do it in my personal wealth front account. And like in my accounting class, like, I'm learning just how important dividends are like that you're getting. If you have a good company, you get the excess payments. It's distributed for every share you have. Right. And that's its own bonus. Like that's compounded interest. If you just leave it in your, in your like robo advisor, like wealth front, like I do.
0: Right. That's interesting. Um, maybe I'll check into Toyota. I, I don't know if it would, uh, be a bad move to maybe look into it, especially if the stock has been that that way for a while. I
1: mean, it's one of those long, it's going to have to be a long play sort of thing, but it might be worth doing. Yeah. I mean, if you're just a long-term investor, it wouldn't be a terrible thing to put in your portfolio. And as we see with Nikola, like, maybe it's stupid to get in on Nikola. Of course it is, but t- going on, t- on Toyota, taking a flyer on QuantumScape when it goes public, I don't think these are terrible things to do at all. Have you seen is
0: there a projection on what Quantumscape will open at? Probably not. It's probably too early
1: for it's that. It's too early. It just came out that they're IPOing. Yeah. Like yesterday, I think Marker by Medium broke it. Interesting. Well, my my portfolio is red as the day is long right now. So Yeah, uh, but th- you know, that's it's gonna be red everywhere. And let, let let we've got another conversation, but let's have a little fun here. So we see this tweet from the from mentalfloss.com about the enduring enigma of Costco's $1.50 hot dog and soda combo. And they did an article about why the price hasn't changed in 35 years. And, you know, former former president Craig Jelinek complained to the co-founder, Jim Senegal, that we, they were losing money on their hot dog and soda package. Senegal listened, nodded, then very clearly stated... If you raise the price of the fucking hot dog, I will kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, who
0: doesn't love that, you know? I love a man that stands behind his convictions, especially if his convictions are an evenly priced
1: hot dog. That is the greatest quote in the history of the English language. Costco, you're threatening people over hot dog prices. You're kicking people out for not wearing masks. Maybe this is the company we should believe in. (laughs)
0: I mean, of all the big box stores, you got Sam's Club, you got uh, BJs, you got uh, Costco. Uh, I'm sure there's a couple other out there that are maybe more regional, but like I would go Costco every day.
1: Yeah, and you want to invest in companies that share your personal values. And for me, my value is as an individual aligned with threatening someone's life over a hot dog. Absolutely. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, if you think I haven't threatened someone's life over a dollar fifty, you're crazy. Uh, yeah uh,
1: you've definitely i think you've threatened me over a dollar fifty it's possible it's weird at a stand you, you you get mad sometimes though i do get mad sometimes I, I interrupted uh jack just got off stage at one of the jack comstock he's a friend of the show in mm. someone who i i g- technically does comedy i've seen his act a lot of times i don't know if i would put it in that category <laughs> but i i you got mad once i picked you up yeah i picked up jack as he got off stage and i power bombed him in front of the whole stand-up new york crowd he loved it yeah (laughs) yeah you know i'm you know i gotta sometimes i run hot what can i say i'm a i'm a man of passion he's a man of passion angry (laughs) Bacchus. and also let's have some fun friend of the show and um probably the first woman in line for the guillotine should i get in in charge of it Kelly Loeffler has a new campaign ad saying how she's more conservative than Attila the Hun. So uh-huh. she talks about how she wants to eliminate liberal scribes. It's really a bad look for her. And we talked, of, and she's we talked about how she wasn't a Trumpy, uh-huh. but now she's beholden to Trump. Right. And it's kind of fun to see her have to lean in and become a villain even more so for the entire country.
0: Yeah, she's really I mean, you're getting it's too far it's too far gone. Even Till Hun may not have uh, been down with Donald Trump.
1: This is so this is so weird. Um I guess there's the We've got a listener. We love him to death, but he sent me a a image of he thinks Richie Tolway yeah. is a CIA asset. He sent me a photoshopped version of the Devil's Chessboard with Richie Tolway as the as the leader of Kennedy and LBJ. And I kind of dismissed this, but I, I went through Richie. I saw I caught a couple tweets from Richie yesterday, and there was just some weird coordinates. So that, I I wonder what those places are. Maybe Richie Tolway is a CIA asset. I mean, he
0: did, you know, he infiltrated our podcast as our quote-unquote producer. But really, all he did was do push-ups and take naps. And then he comes on the podcast and talks about all this money he's made in a very short amount of time. Uh, I mean, it's all suspect, you know?
1: Yeah, and if anyone is a CIA asset, it could be Richie. Like, he's capable and like... I could see him jogging in D.C., you know? Oh, absolutely do- jogging and he's always talking about his back pain uh-huh, and like uh-huh. that's just cause he's wearing a wire. That's why he's always got his <laughs> hand on his lower back. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, I gotta make sure my my back hurts, my lumbers. No, he's just fostering the wireless connection. He's wearing a wire yeah, dog. Yeah, that's him that's him touching switches on his back when he's touching it. Yeah, I think you are right. Yeah, well, we'll see yeah, if he... What, what are these coordinates, though? Isn't that weird? Like, I don't know where to figure out where those are, but... Yeah, weird. he did like... tweet
0: those out. What, are, what was that about? Where was he?
1: I don't know. That's crazy. That's for the government to find him in case he goes missing. Uh, yeah, that that could be right. I think he he probably tweeted from the real account and not the burner.
0: Exactly. That was a mistake. That's like when that Chinese... Uh, di- did you see that the Chinese diplomat? Uh, liked that porn video on Twitter, on his official government Twitter.
1: <laughs> he pulled a Ted Cruz. Yeah, that's right, he did. Yeah, Fucking and like, speaking of our... our I guess, he may, is he a producer? Is he a guy who likes this show? But, you know, our buddy, he tweeted that Quibi is not a content distributor. It's an app designed to crush the Writers Guild because WGA minimum rates do not apply to content shorter than 20 minutes. So, Quibi... They're kind of on the rocks here. They have cash to get through the next few months. And for what was supposed to be the hottest company in Hollywood through 2018 and 19, they're now in a pretty strenuous review process. They didn't meet their subscriber targets. Then they debu- debuted during the throes of coronavirus. Right. They're going to miss their subscriber tar- targets by a huge margin. And they also have a patent lawsuit. And they've disappointed advertisers with their lower expect- lower than expected viewership. And not only is this company evil, they deserve to die for no other reason than making their flagship show a Chrissy Teigen comedy judge show. What is she judging? Um, I don't know. Is she qualified to have anything?
0: I mean, who? who I don't know. Apparently, I, I can't stand her on Twitter, so I'm, in, I'm imagining she's even worse on a TV show. Yeah,
1: she's for people who find Jamila Jamil too subtle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's hard. To, uh, she's gonna li- Jamila is gonna listen to this pod, find out I mispronounced her name, and clap back. I mean, just like she does it, everybody. She's
0: great though, uh, like snapping back at people.
1: Yeah, she searches her own name and doesn't do anything. That's why she does it. She's a millionaire <laughs> who's acting like an insecure open micer, So good for you. Um, this the Quibi
0: was on track for two million subscribers in its first year. Uh, way below its projected. How many do you think projected seven point four million total? Yeah, God, do- we just missed our target. We just missed it. We're so we're, close. We're twenty
1: five percent there. Tortoise in the hair,
0: baby. Yeah, geez. I when I was in LA for the first time, um, I'm not. I got to be very delicate the way I discuss this story. Um, one of the people I stayed with, I was I was with, got a writing job at Quibi, and I wasn't sufficiently happy enough for this person, and they were very upset with me. Very upset that I wasn't excited enough for them um so it really makes me feel good too
1: yeah and even even my partners at the props network they worked for quibi they they worked on a show where they shoot people food into people's mouths with air cannons what that didn't work i mean even in coronavirus that got picked up for season two wow <laughs> that's crazy that's like you could just make a youtube
0: channel that's all that, that's what that is that's what that is it's just a youtube channel
1: all right it's time for our favorite segment joel takes a peek.
0: Joel takes a pee. Don't forget to flush the toilet. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, Quibi. I've never talked. I don't know anybody that's... Here's what I'll say about Quibi. I, there was a show. It was a skateboarding show, and I watched clips of it. It's funny to watch clips of a tw- like a 15-minute show where I'm like, ah, I'm going to watch two minutes of it. But I did watch it, and it was pretty good. It was like these skateboarders. Uh, I did like it. I saw it on Instagram and i liked it but not enough to get quibby uh if they had a youtube channel i would subscribe to their youtube channel and watch it there but i'm not gonna quibby uh, not for me
1: and it's crazy it's not, you can hear me doppler in given the sound Ooh, whoa, 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 whoa. we've got a good sound effect in the room and i think there's just a fundamental misunderstanding of consumer behavior here right Cause me personally i put on a show when I'm done looking at my cell phone... Right. Like, I'll, I'll usually watch an NBA playoff game. I'll have my phone out. I'll be texting. I'll be working on my show, The Walk-On, right here at the Props Network. And then, when I'm done, I'll put the phone down. I'll throw on a comedy. I'll chill out. Right. I don't watch stuff on my phone. I don't know anyone who watches long-form stuff on their form, on their phone, unless they're at work. Well,
0: I do think it is... Um, I agree with you on that. But I do think it's like a, a younger person's thing. I've dated women that... <laughs> that are watching... I will never forget, there was one woman I was dating and she was watching something on her phone and I was like, do you want to use my laptop? And she was like, no, I'll watch it on my phone. And she had like a small phone. It's like, that doesn't seem enjoyable to have to do that. It doesn't seem fun. And
1: I can see it working if it's something you're familiar with. Like I could watch an episode of Seinfeld or The Simpsons on my phone, no problem. But if I'm going to be engaged with new content right. that has a requirement on me as a consumer to set the aspect ratio via how i hold my phone right that seems like too involved of an experience for me a lazy piece of shit just surfing on my cell phone <laughs>
0: yeah i don't uh I, I try not to watch stuff on my phone as far like you said long form stuff i'm I, I agree with that 100 percent. i've watched the simpsons on my phone at work before uh, but i'm not gonna be like let's take a chance uh, on a new thing, I do like watching YouTube videos on my phone. But
1: yeah, that's you, different. Yeah, YouTube videos stuff you can absorb. That's disposable. Phones for podcasts, baby. That's what it is. Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, yeah, I, I don't even know. Does Does Quibi have like a free trial? I bet they have a free trial. Yeah, they do have a free trial. Maybe we try a free. Maybe we to try a. Maybe we try a free trial of Quibi, for the week. And then we report back and see how we like it. Okay, I'm down. I'll do. I'll do that. I'll download Quibi today. I'm, I'm gonna watch that. I was just talking about that skateboard show. I'm gonna watch that. See how I like it. I keep seeing ads for um, this show about this kid that gets lo- that gets locked in a car. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen ads for the
1: kid who's who gets locked in a car.
0: It's so funny because he goes he goes he calls his friend and he goes listen man listen man you can't tell my mom but I got in a car crash and I'm stuck it's like bro you you're gonna die tell your mom or you're gonna die. You, would you rather die than have your mom be mad at you get the fuck out of here
1: yeah i mean if you so get in stupid. a car crash i don't think your mom would be upset the num- first thing your parents say when you crash a car is i'm just glad you're safe
0: yeah and meanwhile he's like trapped in the arctic like don't tell my mom but i'm stuck in the <laughs> in the arctic circle my mom will be pissed
1: she hates the arctic all the ice is melted i gotta swim home
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know well yeah all right i'll download quibi and i'll uh, give it a chance and uh I mean, you're not going to get any of my money. This is going to be a free trial exclusively. No, you're going to forget. What happens is you're going to... I don't do that. I'm very good about that.
1: I, I am too, but I, I have my slip ups. And if the Wall Street Journal's taught me anything, is that these companies in dying industries like print journalism and Quibi, yeah, they're gonna. It's gonna be hard to end the consumer contract. That's true. That's true. That didn't they make it illegal, uh, or not
0: legal, but like they need to do something where, where it's illegal to make it so difficult to cancel.
1: Yeah, I, I had to cancel my Verizon. Verizon Files is a great product. It took me six hours to yeah, cancel. That's it. insane. That should be
0: illegal. Uh, I hate that. Um, I will for sure. Maybe I'll use a fake. I'll use some fake information to get on Quibi.
1: Yeah. If anyone has a credit card number that we can use, send it our way. Uh, Sometimes you can do this. Here's a little tip for you. Uh,
0: Get yourself a prepaid Visa credit card. Prepay that Visa credit card.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Why? Why a prepaid Visa credit card?
0: Prepay because then you use the um, prepay you set up an account and then when that account is expired and the money's gone they can't take the money out because there's no more money on the card
1: ah that that's smart but it won't build your credit history like a normal credit card
0: yeah i mean that's okay i, I don't think you're bo- you're not getting on <laughs> you're not getting on uh, these like advertise or you're not getting on these streaming sites to build up your credit yeah but just having that card it's the best thing you can do for yourself that's true i, I mean i have a um, i have a um, capital one I think it's Capital One. I don't. I should know. Yeah, I think
1: I have a Capital One card. I haven't used in seven years. That's mm. still enhancing my credit ability. Well, I have. Uh,
0: so I pay for the podcast. Uh, there's certain stuff. There's just certain stuff that you have to. Uh, no, American Express. I have an American Express Sky Miles card with Delta. And one of the things I do is there's certain just like every day, every week, every month, uh, fees that you have to pay as far as like, you know. I'm gonna need a metro card here and there. So every every time I get a metro card, I buy it on my credit card. Every time I need um, uh, the 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 funding for the podcast hosting site, credit card. My website hosting, credit card. So it's like you're there's always stuff going on, on my credit card, uh, and that's how, that's good for your credit. Also, you don't need to put certain things on there. Not everything has to go on your credit card.
1: Yeah, and we definitely we're beating the market here. Scrolling through our portfolio, look at all this green. Yeah, I mean, it's o- great. OBCI or Oceanic Research Company has tripled since we bought it. Twitter, it's up from twenty seven dollars to forty two twenty eight. Huge. Pinterest, we should have bought more shares. They're at thirty nine sixty three. People spend a long time on there. The metrics that made Facebook great it, are it's, driving right. Pinterest. It's like the third most popular social media website. It's huge. And then of course DraftKings, Herman Miller, and NIO. We have Heat Bio Biologics, which is a long term play. That's just holding steady. We have nano dimension that's holding steady. But yeah, our our big our big boy picks are coming through. Yeah. And what what's our price target for for DraftKings? Where do we sell it? I I don't know,
0: man, because I feel like there's so much potential for that to go into triple digits, I feel like it's got so much potential to grow still. Um, because i feel like they're still in the beginning stages they just have that they just have the espn thing they just had the announcement of michael jordan uh and it's M- michael lo-
1: jordan's doing all sorts of business he started a nascar team yeah, with Bubba that,
0: which is such a uh it's such a huge that's such a, a brilliant play such a such a that's i mean he's such a good businessman it's crazy
1: yeah I, I hope michael jordan does better with racing than former chicago bull jay williams did but that's neither here nor <laughs> oh, there. oh shit okay um jay yeah, williams crashed his motorcycle did he, but he he lived he lived he ended his nba career when he was the second overall pick yeah
0: but uh yeah i think that's a huge such a i mean we're good businessmen but michael jordan crazy
1: yeah we're just like michael jordan we're good businessmen we're good gamblers kenny what
0: hits it's it's Bubba wallace and kenny harvick i think he's got i think it's denny hamlin denny
1: hamlin that's right i knew it was something you you can miss the there's the h last name and i i couldn't all nascar driver names are the same Either way, I got very into –
0: I'm not going to say I got into NASCAR, but it's like I got very into Bubba Wallace during uh, all that craziness that happened. I follow him on Instagram. I'm a big fan now. Um, and the fact that he's partnering with Jordan, I bet they're going to have a cool car. He's going to have some – they're going to set him up. He's going to be set up. And, Dude, they're
1: going to put the jump man on the car. Yes. The car is going to be awesome. And you know what? These drivers, we talked about it in the past. The best way we can support them is to follow them on social. That affects their advertising rates, yeah. and it doesn't matter how many races he wins. By partnering with Michael Jordan, Bubba Wallace is increasing his star, mm-hmm. and he's attaching himself to the best brand in the history of professional sports. Right, right. And I don't know. Uh, I don't know the history of
0: NASCAR, but I mean, I would imagine, I would assume, given the state of things, that um, NASCAR is, he's gotta be one of the first black owners in NASCAR, if not the first, right? Am I wrong about that? I could be, I don't know, but that's, it gets great. I think it's incredible. Uh, and I think it's a good time for it. And I think it's, it's not only is a good move for like social justice and for just the right thing to do, but it's also like such a good business move.
1: Yeah. Michael Jordan became the first black NASCAR principal owner.
0: Yeah. Incredible. So smart. Uh, and to partner with Bubba Wallace, who is just like such a good dude from what I see and from what it's great very 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 big fan of uh of that i think it's very exciting so good move not surprised by that at all um
1: and let's give a little love to melissa harvell lebron first black woman to own a nascar team in 2018 it was a minority stake but still pretty amazing that she has that place in history alongside michael jordan
0: yeah absolutely um yeah so i think uh Oh, well, I forgot how we even got here. But yeah, Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah, our portfolio, DraftKings. I don't know. What do you think is a good price target for it?
1: Um, I would maybe, I would have to think long and hard if we hit 75, like at that point where we've more than doubled our profits. We've got a big volume in here. And then we just keep playing with the profits and we'll be probably, if we can do this again, where it's really sitting pretty. That's how you get it.
0: Right. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. 75 is good. I would, I would, I would, uh, I would be okay with that for sure i just feel like i'm such i'm that's my that's my my one of my biggest weaknesses is like the whole is just being able to take profit i just want more and more and more i want to buy my new xbox Uh yeah
1: but you just want to chill there you just want to just hold on to the good stocks yeah Uh yeah
0: i mean my personal portfolio is eating shit but seeing our green all that green on the show is nice
1: Yeah, so we have any other stories we want to talk about? We're nearing an hour. I think we're
0: good. I think we covered everything I wanted to cover. We talked about uh, Nickel, obviously. We got the uh, DraftKings stuff. We talked about Battery Day a little bit. We'll probably talk more about Battery Day next episode when there's more stuff coming out. So I think we're good. All right, got any shows in the park to plug? No, I don't, unfortunately. I got nothing this week. Uh... I'm a little bummed about that actually i was on such a hot streak if I had, I had three shows a day for or three shows a week for the last couple weeks so i got nothing this week unfortunately a little slow but um yeah that's it i got nothing yeah
1: well hopefully those shows stay up during the as we get colder and colder as for me new episode of the walk on is out right now on itunes and spotify you wouldn't mind giving that a five-star review tp on the walk on i would appreciate that i will be back there tomorrow night with brian allen mitchell randy gardner doing some ufc bets and then you know every monday wednesday the live stream every tuesday thursday the pod will be out so great time to be alive that's our show thanks for good night
0: bye that was fun